This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm happy you're here. You know, uh, look, this podcast is kind of my home and I'm welcoming you in. And so for the next hour or so, I just want you to settle down, settle in and enjoy yourself. And then you will have to do your own thing. But for now, you're in my control and you're going to enjoy yourself, I think, because today's guest is absolutely fantastic. Who doesn't love today's guest? It's Sam Richardson. Sam, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, Bridget, thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you. It looks like you're not in Los Angeles, if I'm going to guess. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. <laughs> so you're not experiencing our rain, our one day of rain of the year. I'm not. No, I just left yesterday. Uh, I'm in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh. Ooh, does this have to do with Hocus Pocus? It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah here. That's, uh, that's very exciting. You're going to be in the new Hocus Pocus movie written mm-hmm. by our mutual friend, Jen D'Angelo. Yes. Yes, Former indeed. guest of the podcast. No. She, you know, we had to have her on a solid year before you. Yeah, just to space it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, have you been to Rhode Island before? Uh, yes, but I, I was on the touring company for Second City, so I've been to every state except for Alaska. Wow! Yeah. No, do you have any interest in going to Alaska? Uh, not really. But <laughs> okay, Alaska listeners, my Sorry, apologies. <laughs> not trying to have. I hear that the vampires can stay up like for days at a time out there <laughs> if need be. So I have no interest. <laughs> um, what's the scene in Rhode Island right now? I feel like it's got to be beautiful. It really is. It's my first, like literally my first day. I got here at like two in the morning yesterday. Like I landed and had to like, I flew into Boston, had to drive a, a rental car here. So I got here at two in the morning. So today was like my first like full day and it's beautiful. It's like very fall or even, I feel like they don't even call it fall. It's like autumn, you know, out oh. here, you know, to have the ability to call a scene autumn. I mean, that that's a rare, rare thing. Yeah, truly. And it's like a little <laughs> overcast and like so nice. And it's like a walking down. I'm wearing a sweater and a jacket, which I love. I'm from Michigan, so I love 
sweater weather and jackets. So I'm getting that fix here. That's very, it seems very witchy. It sounds like what you're describing is perfect for a hocus pocus setting. Yeah, one might say. You're not playing a witch, are you? Can you say anything? I can't say anything. I could be playing a witch. I could be playing um, a broom. <laughs> could be a cat. If you're not p- playing a broom, I will burn down Disney. <laughs> All right. Well, I might have given a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I will run Jen D'Angelo out of the business. <laughs> Sam Richardson has to play a broom, whether in this movie or maybe the third movie. Maybe that's yeah. the completion of the trilogy. Exactly. Or, you know, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, the movie. Right. That's not a bad idea. I feel like we're due for a live action version of that. Where you just play a broom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like a spunky broom. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how long are you in Rhode Island for? Uh, till like uh, the holidays. Till like just before the holidays. Oh, boy. And then are you going back to Michigan or are you coming back to Los Angeles? Uh, coming back to Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Need a little warmth. Yeah. You know, I, I feel I'll be, I'll be done by then. I'll just be like... Uh, it was a fun little vacation <laughs> in the cold. I, I you know, I, I grew up between I grew up between Detroit and Ghana, and so like Michigan winters, you know, I, like nothing could touch them. I was like, I'm fine. So I moved from Detroit to Chicago for a while. I was like, I lived in Chicago for like four years. Uh, did the touring company in the main stage of Second City, and so like really experienced harsh Chicago cold. And so like I moved from Chicago in 2012 which is what was called, they called it the uh, polar vortex. Oh, right. Of course. Everything like froze over. It was disgusting cold. And so I moved to LA. I was like, well, you know, I'm done. I'm moving to LA. And so now I can't handle the cold anymore, which I never thought would happen to me, but it, it does. Happens. You acclimate. You acclimate. Exactly. My blood is, has no desire for cold anymore. Right. I, I grew up in Utah and the winters were cold. And then I lived in New York, and the winters are horrible. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's like I moved to New York and thought, oh, I'll be able to handle this, and absolutely was not able to. No. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with how wet your feet are at almost all times. <laughs> yes, it's just all puddle. And you're wearing, like, regular clothes. You're not, like, wearing Utah clothes in New York. Right. I'm not in my Utah <laughs> uniform anymore. Exactly. exactly. Uh, you really have to gear up to go out uh, in a New York winter. And it's, it doesn't do anything. You're still miserable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now that I've been in L.A. for a decade or so, I feel so weak at all times. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. 68 degrees today. Uh, it rained. And so I'm now in a sweatshirt. I've been also wearing a jacket around the house. Uh, it's difficult. The body, uh, falls into some insane patterns. It really does. I, but I, you know, but I love fall clothes. So I, I love sweaters and sweatshirts so much. I wear them in like 80 degree weather. And like, so I carry a handkerchief around to like mop my sweat because I'm like, <laughs> insisting that i have to wear this sweatshirt and like the sun is beating down on my black sweatshirt that i'm wearing in but the handkerchief is just another fun accessory you get to have exactly there's one in my pocket right here there you go (laughs) it's a monogram oh my god where did you get a where did that come from from the s store (laughs) it was was actually it was like a christmas gift actually that's a great gift a monogrammed handkerchief Yeah. How many of those do you have? Uh, they came in three in the pack. I, but I like, I buy handkerchiefs like I buy socks. 
So I have a bunch of them. <laughs> I have it just piles. And do you just like throw them in the laundry? Yeah, just throw them in the laundry and fold them up and put them in the same same drawer as my socks. <laughs> wow, I've never, you know, I've never really thought about the actual technical aspect of owning a handkerchief until this moment. And it yeah. is, uh, you know, it is kind of the sock of the shirt pocket, I suppose. <laughs> it, it is. It really is. But uh, yeah, I think for all, uh, I'm in the same boat, constantly looking for an opportunity to put one more layer of clothing on. <laughs> so from basically November till March in Los Angeles, you're getting out your jackets, you're getting out your sweaters, you're doing everything you can before it's just not an opportunity anymore. Exactly that. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, you know, just uh, working from here to there, uh, writing and, 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 and pitching and, and like sort of those, uh, I was home for a little bit. So I was like just trying to like make my home time as, as uh, useful and fun as I could, like hang out with my cats. Who oh, you have cats? I have two cats. Yeah. What are they named? Uh, Gus and Conan. <laughs> oh, those are great names for cats. Yeah. <laughs> Gus is my girlfriend's what cat. What color are they? Uh, Gus is a gray cat. Uh, he's gray with like, I always forget the kind of cat that Gus is. I can't look the, the, the breed. The breed. Yeah. <laughs> I run a cat show. Oh, okay. So, so you, you know, know. <laughs> I, I know these terms. These terms like breed and ears. <laughs> <laughs> Paw. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like an older cat. He's like maybe 15 years old, uh, but like, but like sweet and like the most incredibly like he's a, he's, I mean, everybody says this about their cats like, oh, but he's like a person, but like <laughs> Gus really is because we, because in Conan is a cat we adopted from outside. Conan used to just hang out, out in the street. He used to come to the house just, and then very slowly, like he just started to like make himself at home. Mm-hmm. So like we, we, we would put like, we put this like, cat house outside for him or like this this pet house so when he would go inside of it it would be warm so it was plugged it was plug in so when oh. the animal goes inside it heats up the floor so he like he loved that thing so we'd like feed him outside all the time and he'd come into like my office I'd close the door and he'd come into the office and like hang out and he'd sit like on the back of my office chair when i would work and just like kind of sit there and purr so oh. i was like well this is this cat's my guy <laughs> <laughs> So then like slowly he's moved in, but he's like this wild cat, you know, but he's like our cat. Oh. Uh, my girlfriend, Nicole, did research on him uh, and then called this and like, so I was like, I think he might be this kind of cat called this breeder who like specializes in these cats. He's like, oh yeah, does he do this? Does he do that? Does he do this? Look like this? Yeah. He's a Siberian forest cat. What? So he's like this very luxe, very uh, <laughs> like unique cat uh called siberian forest cat and he mentioned those things so it's, it's like a like a four thousand dollar cat that lives in our house just like they what? just showed up to our house one day okay so you've i mean we now just have audio recording of you explaining how you stole some rich person in los angeles's cat um get me <laughs> someone some rich sad person out in los angeles is listening right now and it's becoming very clear where their cat went. Well, I mean, not entirely clear. You got to you got to find the house. <laughs> How long have you had the cat? Uh, so he'd been coming around the house for about two years. OK. Uh, and then we finally like let him in uh, maybe about seven months ago because we because we, we had to like do the chip thing. We had to like 
make sure to see if it's chipped. Right. And he, he had he had a chip, but it led to nowhere. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> to the phantom zone. It's a phantom zone. Uh, but like apparently this breed hasn't shown up in only showed up in America like recently. So like it's like this. <laughs> so wild. it might be like some like mob, some Russian mobsters cat. who's <laughs> like. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that's incredible. Cats are so odd. I mean, basically how you described getting it into your house is kind of the way when people are like, oh, you can train a cat to use a toilet. It's kind of the same (laughs) thing where it's like, well, you slowly move the litter box into the toilet or something. Isn't that how that works? I think so, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like cats always need to have 50 steps before they commit to something. Yes, yeah, exactly. I would love to train a cat to use a toilet. My great grandma did that with her cat. And it, she did. I, that's, as far as I've heard, her cat would <laughs> use the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the dream. That's everyone, every cat owner's dream. Oh, that's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> the, both of these cats like drag the litter. Well, Gus drags litter into the bed. Which oh. is the most interesting thing in the world to me. There, <laughs> there's no better feeling than putting your face down on a pillow and feeling the grain of cat Ooh, litter. A nice, just exfoliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cat litter is the one great downfall of a cat, I would say. Yes, that, I would say that is the, the grand equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> Are these the first cats in your life? Essentially, yes. I had a cat when I was like a little kid. We had a cat named Figaro, but he, that cat ran away. I was like, I was like maybe six or seven years old. Okay. okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Are there any other pets in your life? Um, no, no. So like, uh, two cats is a lot to deal with. It, it is. It, it, they, they, they run the house, you know? So like all things that we do is like based on them. At one point we had two cats and our dog and it was, yeah. Absolute chaos. <laughs> Look, Sam, I would love to keep talking about cats, but there's something else I'd love to discuss with you. Something I have been kind of trying to avoid. I was hoping we could just get through this podcast without a fight, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go for it. So, look, you agreed to be on this podcast about, I don't know, a month ago or so. I, I reached out. You were thrilled. You, uh, you know, kind of called me immediately and said i i've been waiting for this yes i've been wanting to be on the show so it, to me it seemed like you had some idea of what the program was i said no gifts obviously we talked about jen d'angelo our mutual friend has been on the podcast you're aware of the show and what happens here so i was a little um i was a little startled earlier when i opened the door it was you know downpour absolute downpour and i look down and there's a uh an item waiting for me i'm from <laughs> sam richardson um and so now i've got it here it's it's here in kind of this beautiful bag of kind of an underwater seascape a sea turtle <laughs> a giant squid fish this kind of thing sam i now that i have you here on the show we might as well is this a gift for me it is. I know it's I know you said no gifts, but I just kind of felt compelled to, you know, get you a little something. Simply compelled. Yeah. Couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. It's my it's my upbringing. <laughs> OK. Um, 
Well, that's fine. Look, we, you know, we all were brought up in our own ways and uh, it, you know, we have these things that we can't, can't control. And apparently you have this kind of compulsion to give. Um, should I open it here on the show? If, if, it's, if it's no trouble, I mean, if you don't mind. Well, it is trouble and I do mind, but I'll do it anyway. So, okay, I'm going to get in here and immediately it's a, a box. So it's, uh, yes. I'm going to open this box. Let's see here. I've got my scissors. Ooh, dangerous. Never cut towards yourself. You could have just seen me stick a scissor right through my throat. I could have seen the whole thing. <laughs> to watch me just bleed to death on Zoom. What a grim ending. Ooh. It really, really uh, would be. Uh, my options are limited on what I could have done from here. <laughs> <laughs> just kind words. Okay, here we go. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> but, okay, I've opened it up and it's immediately, I mean, it's clear what it is. It's a <laughs> bat tech batman which is essentially a mm -hmm. batman about the size of a barbie doll mm -hmm. um beyond that i mean it's obviously a choking hazard um but beyond that i don't even know well what else to say i need you to begin explaining almost immediately oh well it's a, a bat tech action figures like there's a wide range of batman action figures but the Bat Tech series i can't remember the exact series number of the of, of this like toy line but uh I'm looking i i'm not seeing any information yeah it's just like a it's it's one of the larger batman action figures i'm a big fan of of action figures in general in my house which you can't see because it, i'm not at my house but right. i have action figures all on my wall and funkos and all those sort of things really yeah but uh how long have you been collecting action figures since childhood you know since since the age when it was appropriate so since age 3 after you were no longer going to choke, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And you've you've held on to all of your action figures up to most of them. Uh, there, uh, there's some action figures that you know my parents were like, "We're gonna put a bunch of things in storage," and then they forgot the storage unit, and <gasps> some, all those things went away. It's so, gonna be um, on Storage Wars. It's gonna be. It's gotta be on Storage Wars somewhere. And a bunch of have action figures. I had like uh, X Men action figures and uh, like the Blackbird Jet, which was there their jet <laughs> right and a bunch of <laughs> mcdonald's toys like that i would always like i would get two like so one that i would play with and then one that i would put into that would keep in package and put away Whoa. so i had those from some like back into the early 90s right all those gone you know they're just somewhere out in america somewhere just somewhere maybe in michigan <laughs> Wait, how did your parents lose the unit they're very unorganized people, so they didn't lose it. I think they just forgot to pay it, you know, because like it's like oh, a monthly payment thing. So right. like you change a credit card, it doesn't automatically charge. And so then you're like, hey, do we still have the unit? And they're like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is gone. <laughs> I didn't realize that aspect of storage units. That is, I bet it's kind of a scammy industry, right? Yes, very much so. They get your stuff. It's so weird. I, I, I just recently got a new storage unit and like, I was talking to the lady who like kind of runs the facility and she said, it's very sad. And like, you know that it's going to get worse because as people sort of start to lose their oh. home and properties, 
then storage unit prices go up because people need them more. Right. And she was like, I think I might quit because like this feels like so exploitative. Exploitive? That word will never come out of my mouth correctly. <laughs> yeah. Like I uh, just kind of told myself a few years ago, I'll never be able to say <laughs> exploitive, exploitative uh, correctly. Know? Everyone's going to think I'm an idiot forever. Exactly. I've proven it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so explosive that, you know, <laughs> that like, you know, like you see, and then you see these people that, and they, they're, and now, now they're like, there's another rent they're paying. And like, if they don't, their stuff, all their memories, all these things are just gone. You know, oh. it's really sad. So, uh, that's Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that really is. Well, I feel like somebody's got to crack down on these storage units. I mean, the ones yeah. in Los Angeles are especially, they're like some tall, scary buildings that almost look like the, I'm like, does the devil live there? They're just <laughs> yeah. these kind of huge temple, white temples that people are dumping their stuff into yeah and sometimes it's like like the front is all, all glass so you can like right. see people like walking to their units and like <laughs> it's a scary thing and now knowing that there's kind of this dark side to the industry i thought <laughs> yeah, oh god i don't even want to think about that but we should talk about batman well let's talk more about action figures first so yeah, you were collecting yeah, yeah. x-men action figures x-men action figures uh you know i had my i had uh the uh, Kenner line of Batman figures from like wow. Batman Returns and then the original right. Batman. Um, I had a, a you know, the real Ghostbusters figures, a bunch of those. Of course, yeah. I uh, I lost a Peter Venkman action figure in the sandbox uh -huh. uh, at probably age five, and have never forgotten it. That's so upsetting, isn't it? So upsetting, <laughs> just gone for good. I had the uh, the scared one where you squeeze his legs and his eyes would like pop out. The, and the mouth would drop open? And the open? mouth would drop. Yep. Of course. Yep. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a big uh, Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles action oh, figure person. Now, Ninja Turtles action figure. I had all the Ninja Turtles. I had Bebop and Rocksteady. I had the Turtle Van. Oh, of course. The sewer play set. And then one year I was living in Ghana and my dad sent my dad was in Detroit and he sent me as a Christmas gift uh, the Technodrome. What? I never had the Technodrome. Yeah, the Technodrome. I was, uh, That's a big product to ship uh, internationally. It had to have been very expensive. And I was probably <laughs> I was I, I would I would be bold to say. And even if it's not true, I'm going to just make the statement that I was the only kid in Africa to have the Technodrome. <laughs> At least the first. You're probably one of 12 children on the entire planet that owned the Technodrome. <laughs> probably. That's like high level collecting as a kid. Yeah. That's, a, you know, when you get, you're getting those big set pieces, those are rare items in the yeah. action figure community when you're in first grade. <laughs> uh, wow. And do you still own any of the Ninja Turtles? Nope. No. don't have any of those. All this stuff is just gone and I'm so oh. mad about it. And so the, thus, all these things spark me to then collect them as an adult. Now that mm -hmm. I'm like, I've got disposable income and I can do whatever I want. So <laughs> I'm going to rebuy my childhood. <laughs> How much does like, uh, you know, let's say a, a vintage Ninja Turtle go for these days? Like a properly like mint on card. Because like, so now there's different lines, right? So there's uh, NECA, I think it's pronounced Nika, 
they do like a bunch of different series of Ninja Turtles. So they have like right. the movie accurate Ninja Turtles, like from Ninja, from the first Ninja Turtles movie and the second one, they have like different figures from those. Uh, and they have like the, like the, the average action figure size. And then they right. have like the bigger ones, like maybe like the 12 inch right. uh, uh, action figures as well. I think the 12 inches ones, if you buy them at the time of sale, they're $50. The smaller ones are about maybe 20, 25. Um, but like some of them you can't get anymore. So then they, they shoot up in price to like 150, $200. Ooh. So are you getting on like eBay or is there like an actionfigure.com? Well, there's Big Bad Toy Store plug. Uh, okay. Uh, which I get a lot of my figures from, my, my, a lot of my Thundercats and my Ninja Turtles <laughs> and stuff from like, these modern ones. Uh, there's, uh, you can get it from the Nika website. You just pre order through them and they'll just ship it out when they have the things in line. Right. Super Seven, which also makes a bunch of great toy lines. So I'm curious, like, what is your process now? Like, how do you determine which new action figure you're going to get? Do you have a list of them or is it like just random thought? It's kind of random thought. I feel like sometimes like like my Instagram scroll will like kind of show me because of it like, knows what I'm like looking for. So it's like, hey, you know, this the, this line is coming out soon or, you know, or or I'll kind of like uh like a lot, the, a lot of the websites, like the Big Bad Toy Store website, will have like coming soon pre-orders, and it'll show like all the stuff that's coming. And then, right, like, sort of blogs and uh, Reddit will talk about like things that are starting new lines. Do or... you have any action figure that's eluded you? That what's your white whale? Um, let's see. A white whale of mine is like a original. I keep on looking for for these like original mint on card uh thundercats like the original line like the 86 because right. uh, i don't want to pay a ridiculous amount which i eventually i will because I, I think i just refuse to because then it's like one of those things where once you do it then what do you do after that you know right, right. it's like it's certainly yeah it's like i haven't done that uh which i i need to just eventually do that uh yeah i mean Power Rangers figures. It was all about those. Power Ranger figures. So you were into the Power Rangers? Oh, it, it was it was like aimed directly at me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? It was like 93. So right. like I'm I was born in 84, so I was nine years old. So it was like, hey, Sam. Wait, wait, did I say I was born in 84? Did I say 83? Yeah, let's see. You said 84. Oh, okay. And it came out in 93. You were nine years old. That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, did I just lie? Just straight up? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. It came so naturally to me. Maybe I should do this more often. I'm a brilliant actor. Maybe I'm an excellent liar. (laughs) (laughs) So you got sucked into Power Rangers. Very much. Very much. I felt like Power Rangers for me, uh, like, for whatever reason, I was fully on board. Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers came around. I couldn't get on board. No, I don't know what happened. I think that's when I became just a cruel third grader. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not cool. <laughs> For whatever reason, I've decided that corny thing isn't cool. But my turtles are continue to be cool. Yeah, I was right on. It was like it was like there was like a sniper. It just like <laughs> hit me dead in the chest. It was like this is your obsession. <laughs> and I was like, Were you ever a Power Ranger for Halloween? Uh, I always wanted to be, but I, but I always wanted to be a Power Ranger. I wanted to be like a real life Power Ranger for Halloween. 
in a way that was like impossible to make the costume unless you're like, in the oh, boat right, right. You can't like, just like buy it at Walmart. You know what I mean? It was like, well, like, no, I want the Lycra and I want an actual helmet and like <laughs> a sword. It's like, no, it's not it's what hundreds of dollars, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which if I ever have kids, oh, their, their costumes, whatever they want, it's going to be the exact <laughs> thing from the show. <laughs> I guarantee this. <laughs> so what kind of things were you for Halloween? Uh, I was Superman a bunch of years. <laughs> That's an easy Halloween costume that, to get like kind of authentic. Exactly. And I would always wear, I had Superman pajamas that I would wear as regular clothes. You know? Right. So I, would, so I was Superman a lot. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I was, so I was Superman. I think the last year of Superman was like in high school. Uh, so I went to this super, this, this, uh, uh, a high school costume party, like at the school and they were like, had a costume contest and I went up there as Clark Kent, you know, and everybody was like booing me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this loser in a suit? Just, Sam just put on glasses and he thinks he's going to win this. And I was like, wait. And I took my thing <laughs> off and like, yeah, <laughs> it was like a full, like I was like in a lycra body suit with a thing and all that. But then my friend's, uh, <laughs> my friend's little brother won because he was just as a pumpkin. So that's <laughs> just a big, like a, a child's pumpkin costume. He was wearing that. So he got first place. <laughs> I would love for you to rip the suit off to the Superman costume and for the booing to just intensify. It, get it just gets way worse. I'm like, this isn't how I thought it would go. <laughs> that might have been what happened. And I just have blocked it out. <laughs> and then they cheered for me. I swear. Yeah. Um, so you're a big, just comic book person in general, yeah. then, I assume. Yeah. That's, okay. That's true. Okay. Inter- you haven't been in a superhero movie, have you? I have not. It's time. I, I, I agree. I feel like we're coming around the bend here. It's probably, I'm, I'm predicting 2023, Sam Richardson is in one of these things. It's kind of a crime that hasn't happened. I agree. I, I, I certainly want, I, I want it more than anything. Truly. I love, I love that. I go to every super superhero movie first day possible. And I'm like, <laughs> accurate, inaccurate, terrific. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you looking forward? I assume you're looking forward to the new Batman movie. I am very much the Batman. I am. I, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you have a favorite superhero movie? Uh, favorite superhero movie might be it might be the original Superman, the '77 Superman, Chris Reeve. It's one that I didn't. It was one, one where I, every time I watch it, I appreciate it even more. Like first of all, the music that John Williams score is so brilliant. I think Chris Reeve was such a brilliant Superman. There were like jokes in there. There's the storytelling. I'm just describing things about movies in general. I'm <laughs> but. One thing I, didn't, I hadn't realized as a kid, but then as a grow up, you like when you watch that movie, he doesn't become Superman for an hour into that movie. Whoa. But you don't even notice it. You know what I mean? Because it's like good character building. Right. You know, you actually so that, care about this person. You care about this person. So when he becomes Superman, you're like, oh, well, he's all these things before, you know. I haven't seen it. So the first hour of the movie, is he just hiding Superman from everyone or he's just Clark Kent and he kind of doesn't know? Well, it's him growing. So it's, it's, it's Krypton first. And then, oh like, right! Uh, and and it's it's all of uh well I can't think of his name. Oh my goodness! The uh, here we uh, go. Proven a complete comic book fraud. I'm Sam a, Richardson. He knows nothing idiot. about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh my god! A streetcar named Desire. 
<laughs> Godfather. Sometimes my, my brain won't come up with names, and it's a, a big oh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. I don't know how I know that. Jorel, Superman's father. Yes. And he's like the council. So like it starts out with him on planet Krypton, uh, warning everybody that Krypton is about to explode, and everybody says denies. And so he sends the baby off. This story. This right. story of Superman. So that's that's the first like fifteen. Uh, minutes is is there. Then it's him arriving uh, arriving on Earth, him being raised as a boy, and then him growing up, and then being raised by John and Martha Kent, and all that sort of it takes an hour to get there. And so then for the second half of it, or from from hour one, then you're in Smallville, or then you're in Metropolis. The rest of the movie is spent in, in Krypton and Smallville. Then you go to Metropolis. This movie's five hours long. Yeah, five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings edition. I'm starting to feel like, I mean, you're the Superman um, fandom, this desire to just spend money on all of these things, is like leading towards kind of a Nicolas Cage style uh, financial situation where you buy like a T-Rex skull and suddenly you're broke. If they offer it to me, I'm running the card. <laughs> <laughs> Which... No problem with Nicolas Cage. The man seems to lead a fascinating, wonderful life, and he's so True. good. He's so, he's so good. He's a, he's a very fun person to watch. But yeah, oh he, bought a, he bought a T-Rex, and like, <laughs> then it was in full debt. And had like a, maybe a pyramid or something. I feel like you probably could just say anything right now. And he probably has at least tried to purchase it at some point. He owned the haunted castle. He owned 50 acres of swamp land. But no, I feel like that could be in the cards for you. And I'm fine with that. I, I certainly hope. I hope. And, and what, what my plan is, and I'll, what, what, maybe we'll cut this part out for the IRS is I'm going to buy an island first, and then all my purchases <laughs> then go to that island, and then I, <laughs> I, uh, I demand independence, and so then they become, it becomes a war crime if you try and take them from me if I you know, go into debt <laughs> on them. Suddenly your uh, Amazon account has like your home address and then like an island address <laughs> that everything's getting shipped to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like the billing address doesn't match yet. <laughs> But it will, and all of this will add up in such a beautiful way. Exactly. If you were going to be, if you could just pick a superhero to be in a movie, who would it be? Oh. Who's like your dream? Well, for real, for real, I said that I want to be Beast from X-Men. Oh my God, that's a great choice. I would, I would, I would truly love to be. But then I'm like, the more I say it, the more I'm like, oh, I'm making sure it doesn't happen by saying it. Because then they're going to be like, <laughs> you don't tell us what to do. You, you don't say the guy you want to be. This isn't Halloween, pal. You, we find you and then we have a surprise. <laughs> so. Well, I feel like you've got you're putting it out there at the very least. I'm sure someone at Disney will be spiteful and make you Cyclops or something, yeah. but close enough. Uh, same same realm. Yeah, uh, exactly. But you're going to just despise your co-star when they recast Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Exactly. I'm like, you're so old. I'll you just can't let it go, Kelsey. I'll shove him. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow, this is really, really fascinating. And now I have this Batman action figure. Do you think I should take it out of the packaging at any point? I, or think, I, I, hold I think you should. I think I think that's, it's opposable. So you want to, you want to like get those you points You want it to be in various positions etc yeah and maybe put it on a bat is it called the bat cycle 
Yeah, he's, driving, he's got the bat cycle, the Batmobile. Bat cycle sounds just too much like bicycle. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's very similar, <laughs> very similar. In the, and for, for like the the Nolan movies, they call, they call it the Bat Pod. Bat Pod. Yeah. Oh, no, that's interesting. That doesn't quite describe it either. Well, it's because in those movies, like it's part of the Batmobile, and then it shoots out of the Batmobile like a like oh. a pod. That okay, that makes enough sense. And then he drives it through a mall, I feel like, yeah, exactly. which is so exciting. <laughs> We'd all love to drive a motorcycle through a mall. Oh, that's the dream. Whether you know it or not. I mean, <laughs> thrill. Yeah, when you're doing it, then you're like, oh, this is what was missing. <laughs> <laughs> this was the right choice. This was, yeah. <laughs> Blasting right. past a hot topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, wait, you also collect Funko Pops. I do. Do you get in line? No, 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 no. The lines to me is. Uh, uh it's a bridge too far that feels yeah that feels like desperate behavior to me and i'm sorry to anyone that does that but you're standing out in the cold what are we talking about yeah no i i i refuse to stand in line for anything anymore like i, cause I used to connect <laughs> <laughs> i truly will in the bathroom i just hold it i <laughs> i wish i at first, at first i was joking but now i'm like wait that's true i don't do it i will just like hold it <laughs> I won't stand in line for anything. <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, the older you get, the more difficult or it's just like what? I know I've waited for enough things. Yeah. I'll just I'll get something easier. I'm not putting in the work for anything. Yeah, we've done away with most lines. You know, you, you just have to wait in line for a movie or whatever. That feels crazy now. It's not the idea of like having to show up two hours before the movie to just get in line. Yeah, no, I won't do it. I'm not I doing simply, that. I simply will not. Uh, <laughs> I used to collect. I mean, I do still collect sneakers, right? Um, but like, like the the game of acquiring them is now just about paying resellers to get it, and who can pay the, oh. the most. And so, like, the idea of like procuring these things or like knowing the ends, it's like essentially all but disappeared. Like. The line used to even even for a while. There's like a brief window there where like the line was like you would get to order on your computer first. It's like, but now they use what's called bots that then mm-hmm. go in and buy out the inventory in a split second because it's a computer program. And so like you just can't beat it. So now I'm like, I don't need sneakers. I don't need these. I mean, the same. I don't need action figures. I don't need these things. So the idea that somebody is just like so blatantly put themselves in the middle of this thing that I want and the purchase i'm like i refuse i refuse to give this person <laughs> <laughs> money just I've to, been trying to buy a playstation for a year now yeah. well i gave up because these the resellers are the scourge of the planet truly it's so yeah. frustrating oh it's maddening normal people can no longer buy things you have to go through someone who knows how to program yeah exactly and they, ha- and they have 40 or 50 of them in their apartment and just sitting there and i'll take a picture of it on their instagram I'm like you I'm going to find you. I'm going to get in there. And I'm going <laughs> to And when I find you, I'm going to feel so sad about your living conditions. You live with 70 PlayStations and a mattress. <laughs> and, what know. are you doing with your life? What are you doing? What are you doing fully? Just be a decent person. <laughs> oh. Sam, I'm in a terrible mood. We're yeah. talking about these horrible people. <laughs> oh, I, but at least we're exposing. Yeah, this exactly. Is kind of, if nothing else, this is kind of an expose. <laughs> we got to bring the knowledge to the people. Right. <laughs> uh, I feel like we should play a game. All right. Yes. We're going to play a game called Gift Master, but I need a number between one and ten from you. 
Nine. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Okay. I have to find our game pieces. While I'm doing this, you have the microphone. You can recommend something. You can promote something. You can do whatever you want. I'll Ooh. be right back. Wonderful. Uh, some promotions. A show that has just been re-released. Uh, it, went, it was on YouTube Premium, and no one saw it there because YouTube didn't have a great uh, sort of mechanic for people to see things. It's called Champagne Ill. Uh, so it's me and Adam Pally. It just came to, to Hulu. So now people can watch it. It's a show about uh, two guys who were in an entourage. Their, their uh, high school buddy became a, a very popular hip hop artist and they were hangers on and like kind of left their whole life behind. Then he dies. And so now their gravy train is gone and they have to uh, move back to their hometown of, of Champaign, Illinois. Uh, and they're not prepared for it. So that's on Hulu. Check that out. And uh, Detroiters, I'll talk about Detroiters, my show with Tim Robinson on, uh, it was on Comedy Central, now it's on Paramount Plus. Check that out. And the after party comes to uh, Apple TV this winter. Sam, it's January. It's January? Well, then get ready. You know what I mean? I got to build the hype. (laughs) You know what? I think that it's great. I wrote on the after party. I know you did. (laughs) Look, all of the things Sam just recommended are actually huge recommendations for me. Champagne Hill was created by two absolute rascals of people, Matthew <laughs> and Daniel Libman. Very funny show. Detroiters is one of the few comedies of the last 10 years that actually makes me laugh. And now we've got the after party coming. I mean, this man is just a machine bringing you entertainment. <laughs> Watch all of those things. Please. Do. I mean, or don't. Yeah. That's also an option. It continues. Yeah. You can live in your own miserable filth all you want. <laughs> but Sam has just presented an absolute platter of entertainment. Yeah. Sam, this is how we play the game. Okay. I'm going to name three potential gifts, three items that you can give away. Okay. Or experiences, that kind of thing. And I'm going to name three celebrities, three p- famous people. You're going to tell me which gift you're going to give which person and why. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. Okay. These are the gifts you'll be giving today. Number one is a travel pillow. Okay. A nice little, you know, one of those things that wraps around your neck, possibly. Uh, number two is uh, less conventional. It's a hotel ice machine, a full-size hotel ice machine. We, we would all love to have one I in our love, house. If you have one of those in my garage. Oh, I would be out there every night with my little bucket. Truly. <laughs> uh, and finally, this one's more of an experience, or I don't even know if that it's an experience. It's the courage to change. Ooh, okay. So you'll be giving them the courage to change. And uh, the people you're going to be giving them to are... Number one is Jason Momoa. We all love Jason Momoa. Yeah. Number two is kind of a team. Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Brother-sister team. Both fine actors in their own right. And finally, Diane Keaton. Okay. Oh, all right. I think I've... I... I'm going to I'm going to give Diane Keaton that neck pillow because I, th- I think I, th- I think she appreciated the most, you know, the, the neck that needs the most protecting out of all four of these people. If you include the, the <laughs> thank you Jordan for acknowledging Hall. that there are four, you know, <laughs> Jake and Maggie are separate people. They are separate people. <laughs> they are separate people. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think she would also be the one that she got that. She'd be like, oh, thank you. You know. <laughs> Also, like the most, the, the easiest liftable gift out of the three. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about Diane's strength? I feel like she's got excellent upper body strength. She has pythons. She well, she they're, they're for looks and not for 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 use. <laughs> she's kind of got show muscles. She's got show muscles. This is all full of air, <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Okay, that's a, that feels like a nice gift for Diane. Yeah. I feel like she's probably like on planes and it's like, I need to rest. I can't just bunch up the blanket next to my head. I need a pillow. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, think, that's, I think that's the gift for her. Now, the other one, it's hard. It's hard because like you'd think that I'm just going to give Momoa the, uh, the ice machine because you're like, oh, my man's <laughs> party man. He's probably always needing ice. He's probably always needing ice. Just crunching on it. Just crunching on it. Just putting it in drinks, chewing on it just as a habit. Just, you know, <laughs> cooling off his muscles after a workout. <laughs> I, I, I am convincing myself, actually. Now I'm like, maybe he should have that ice machine. <laughs> <laughs> You've made an excellent pitch. I've made a great pitch. But I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to give him the, what's the phrase exactly? Um, the courage to the change. Courage to change. Because I'll tell you what happened to Mr. Momoa there. Talking about a superhero. He's a superhero. Uh, became famous for super abs. And then he did a vacation where he didn't have abs. And they lit him up. They were like. Did they really? They did. They are like, look, he's fat. And it's like, no, he just has like regular person abs. And not even. Above, like well above average. He has. I'm sure. Strong man abs. You're like, oh, Momoa got fat on vacation. He's on vacation. Like, I simply, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> so I'm going to give him the courage to let himself get fat. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and get fat. More. I think that's very, that's very courteous of you. I feel like he probably is under an immense amount of pressure to just have rippling abs at all times. You know, like, I wonder how much he can, like, if you go like like if you're talking about like oh uh, I'm gonna have a donut does he have to like plan that four months in advance three weeks <laughs> oh you know? my god nightmare a nightmare I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it <laughs> I'm I'm going to give him the courage to do the same <laughs> and then I'm assuming that as uh, siblings as a sibling pair um, Ice has to to you know. You can't, you're using more than one person's share of ice in a home. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to, this way, there's there going to be no sibling fights over the, the quantity of ice in the home. <laughs> they, and I'm, I'm assuming they share one big house with all the, the I, I assume they have bunk beds. Yeah. They bunk. probably have uh, like double birthdays, I assume. Yeah, I think, I think so. That makes sense. Yeah. And then they're constantly at each other's throats about the ice. Mm-hmm. It has to be. There's no, I mean, I, in my mind, I try and close my eyes and like imagine them like living in a peaceful ice world. And it just, can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I just, not, it doesn't exist there. <laughs> so like, I think I'm going to solve that problem for them. Give them a machine constantly. And then like, even if they need to like put a schedule up on like who has access to the ice machine at what point, you know, <laughs> even if it's like by the five minutes, like you, they, you, you take, you know, 12 to five, and then 10 to 15, and then 20 to 25, whatever that may, you know, it, I'll, I'll have it scheduled out there. I think I'll have solved a lot of their problems with that. I feel like that's great. If it's one of those ones with the flap, you could have like a little sign-in sheet on the ice machine. Exactly. exactly. Jake signed in for a glass of ice at 11.45 p.m., you know? signed out at 
45 p.m. Exactly. And here's the thing. Secretly, there's enough ice that they don't have to do that. But it's about respect <laughs> of each other's time. It's right. about building good habits. <laughs> You've got to start them young. Exactly. You have to start them young. I thought that was excellently played. You really looked into each of these people's wants and needs and uh, kind of just nailed it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Sam, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com with a whole variety of questions about gifts, about social situations, about their general problems. They drag me into it. The guest gets dragged into it. And then we solve the problem perfectly every time. I mean, we haven't had a single complaint yet. So it's, you know, we're batting. A, is, is it a batting a thousand? Does that make sense? A thousand. Yeah. I'm not the person who should be saying batting a thousand, but that's <laughs> fine. I'm going to own it. This is the question we're going to answer today. It says, Dear Bridger and tolerant guest, I am writing to ask for your help as I prepare for the upcoming holiday season. Last year, I gave my boss a gift for the holidays, even though I don't usually gift up to the boss. It had been an especially tough year, of course. We are two physicians who practice geriatric medicine. Ooh. Uh, so I decided to get her a few things. Shortly after she unwrapped the gift from me, she said thank you, and then proceeded to rewrap and redistribute the items to other staff in our clinic before my very eyes. She kept none of the gifts for herself. They were just little fun things like chocolates, coffee beans, a mug, soap, candle, etc., And honestly, I laughed to myself after my initial shock because I thought it was so brazen and hilarious. I don't know. Maybe I was asking for it, given that I gave her was an all too tempting collection of small items that make handy individual office gifts. My question is, what is my next move for this year? Thanks for your help. Uh, Jenny. Okay, Jenny. Jenny. Okay. This uh, situation is... Uh, bonkers. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what this, uh, but this is the first thing I'm going to say, Jenny, is what's your problem with a little holiday generosity? Yeah, Jenny. You w- watched this selfless boss <laughs> give away all of these beautiful gifts. She could have, of course, thrown those in the back of her car and taken them home and, you know, got into those chocolates and had a little mug, but instead she gave them to your coworkers. It sounds like you're angry that she didn't give you one. Yeah, that's that's what it would seem like. And it's just so awful to hear this thing around the holidays is my problem. It's like, Jenny, when you give up a gift, it's no longer yours to do what you want with. You're no longer in control. It sounds like you're a control freak. I was going to say, it sounds like Jenny is a control freak, like wants wants to micromanage and play puppeteer to the entire (laughs) office. And I think that's what she's most upset about. And I mean, this is your boss, Jenny. Uh, are you doing this in the normal workday, trying to control the boss? Uh, it's, <laughs> you might be hated around the office. You might be on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you should just be thanking God that you're even still there. Yeah, exactly. That Maybe that's what the indicator was, too. Like, you gave the gift, and it was immediately redistributed, as in, <laughs> I can't accept the gift from you because I know what's coming. <laughs> I feel so guilty taking all these things, knowing <laughs> I'm going to fire you the day before Christmas, mm-hmm. send you home. And, you know, suddenly the house is cold and all of those things. This person didn't want to be. Yeah, the chocolate will taste bitter. <laughs> 
the, all that aside, what is your move for this year, Jenny? If you if you don't want to deal with this problem, you gave all these tiny little gifts. I think you've already answered it. You have to give your boss the heaviest possible gift with <laughs> your boss's face on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Like, uh, what's a you know a water barrel f- uh, with the boss's name on it? Yeah, uh, just a big rock, a big boulder. <laughs> you know. Kind of a Mount Rushmore style carving of the boss's face. Exactly. These are the obvious choices any good gift giver knows. Yeah, those things just shoot off the hip. Just any gift giver would be like, oh, boulder, Uh, (laughs) water barrel, just automatic. (laughs) I would say like robot with the face of your boss, but then you're just helping that boss give away more gifts because we can program that robot to be more generous. Because this this, <laughs> this boss seems like the greatest person. It may, it, that, your boss may be Santa Claus. Oh, uh, interesting. So inter- Santa interesting. Santa Claus works at a geriatric uh, medical center. Because like, he's so generous that when he's not making toys, he's like, I'm a doc. He's a, he's a doctor. Works at <laughs> <a> geriatric. <laughs> of course, he's been around forever. It's, it's, it's time to get a degree. <laughs> they never talk about Santa's just gr- like never mention that he probably has read every book. He must have, right? There's no way he hasn't. It's a Groundhog Day type thing. He should he's he should be good at everything. Yeah. Like he knows every martial art. If he isn't, he's wasted eternity. Yeah, truly. His body is a prison (laughs) and he it's inescapable. And he just lives with eight tiny reindeer and Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus, who I think is fictional. I think they made that to make it make it seem nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Are we saying that Santa's gay and he doesn't want to tell his parents? So he's made up this fictional. I think so. Woman is this second beard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it all makes perfect sense mm-hmm. um i mean we wow we've learned a lot here so he works at a geriatric center he is deeply closeted in the north pole no <laughs> one knows that santa is probably dating his trainer uh and mrs claus doesn't exist not and not in a like do you believe in christmas way but just in kind of a lying, you know, li- exactly. Right. Like a just a, like look at the clues. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like it just is sitting right in front of you this whole time. Don't let him <laughs> lie to you. Stop letting Santa lie to you. <laughs> okay, well, Jenny, look, you got plenty of advice here, and if you can't take some of that into your life, you should be fired, and it should be on Christmas Day. Yeah. Like right before you open the gifts in front of the family, suddenly you get a call. You lost your job. Now you're crying. Mm-hmm. You can't go on. The holiday is ruined. It is a Christmas to remember, but maybe not in the way you would want it to. Yeah. Sam, thank you for helping me answer this question. Oh, thank you for pleasure. this Batman action figure. I have a shelf behind me that's almost empty. Oh. Uh, my office is slowly. We're putting things up and Batman's going to go right up there. Oh, it makes, I'm very excited. This has just been a wonderful time, and uh, I'm excited to move forward. with. Maybe this will start my own action figure collection. You never know. And then we're competing. Exactly. We're trying to outbid each other on rare figures. You'll be an enemy. <laughs> I already am. It's true. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, listener... As I said at the beginning of the podcast, you've been in my home. It's been an hour or so. I feel like that's enough time for us to spend together this week. Maybe you can come back around next week if we're both feeling it. If not, that's okay. 
go out and do something else now. Do whatever you want. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. When I invited you here, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, 